Hey there, you're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace, a life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter. It's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive so you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Hey there, welcome to episode 8 of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host Jenna, and today we're going to talk about money. More specifically, we're going to discuss different uses for our money, how you can change your mindset around spending, why simplifying your finances is important, and how to help your kids with this as well. Money is often a rough topic to talk about as it has a lot of emotional ties associated with it. You may feel overwhelmed by money because you never seem to have enough of it. You may feel ashamed by your spending, but not know how to change it, Or you may just not have any foundational knowledge on how to manage your money and you're having trouble getting control of it. Whatever your feelings are around money, I want to give you a few skills so you can tackle this part of your life. I would argue that this is one of the most crucial areas of life that needs to be handled in order to have a simpler, more joyful life. According to the Federal Reserve, 47% of Americans can't get their hands on $400 if they had an emergency. This is incredibly alarming, but it also may feel comforting if you're finding yourself in the same position. You're not alone. Money is a complex issue for people. It's similar to food. Many of us have trouble controlling our eating just as we have trouble controlling our spending. But it really boils down to one simple thing. If you spend less money than you make, you will save money. If you eat less than you use, you will lose weight. Of course, this might sound like a simple statement, but it's actually much more complex than this for most people. If it was as simple as that, everyone would be their healthy weight and everyone would have the money they needed. We live in a consumer-heavy time, meaning we feel the urge to spend money constantly. There's always something pulling us to the store or online to make purchases, and in order to change our ways, we have to go against the grain, meaning we have to do it differently than what most people around us are doing. Living simply is more than just getting rid of your excess stuff. It's also about decreasing your financial burden so you can breathe easier. As you start to declutter your home, you will have less of an urge to spend money because you don't want to bring more things into your house. If you aren't sure where to start with decluttering, make sure you sign up for my free challenge, um, the Simple Home Decluttering Challenge. It's completely free and you can get signed up at athomewithkids.com forward slash decluttering challenge. Let's start with a little mindset shift. There are different ways we can use money. I think most of us could say we grew up knowing only one use for money, spending it. 
but there are several ways we can use our money and spending is probably the least valuable for our lives. It's important that we teach our kids this from a young age as well. So I like to tell my kids that there's four uses for money and all are important, but some will bring us more joy than others. Okay, so let's talk about these four different uses. First, we can save money. Saving money is for something we may want in the near future. And we can invest money. Investing money is to make our lives better far into the future. This one is the hardest to visualize, but it possibly is the most important one for us and to start young for our children. The third use for money is that we can give money or use money for others. Using money for others helps us make an impact with the money that we have. And the fourth one is that we can spend money. I'd say we're all pretty proficient in this area. Understanding these main uses for money will help you and your children see their whole financial picture. Changing your mindset is one thing, but changing your habits is another. If you're like most of us, you probably buy things without thinking too much about it. You might wander through the Target dollar spot and see something cute, and since it's only $3, you bring it home. Or you buy some new clothes because they're on the clearance, or a new toy because you know your child would love it. I'm not calling you out here at all because you're not alone in this. This is how most of us spend money. If we have the money or the credit, we'll shop. The simplest way I've found to combat these habits and help my kids and myself make better decisions about purchases is to ask these questions before buying anything. Now again, I do this before I purchase anything and I'm trying to teach my kids to ask themselves these questions as well. The first one is, is this something I really need that will enhance my life in some way right now? The second question is, will I still be happy with this purchase three or six months from now? So the average item in the U.S. is discarded or forgotten about just six months after it's purchased. So I think this is a big deal. If we ask ourselves, will we be happy with this purchase three or six months from now? It will help us make better choices on what we're purchasing. The third question is, why am I buying this item? Now, I am very guilty of this. I like to go thrift store shopping and wander around and I find little vintage items or cute items that I would like to have, but I don't have a purpose for them. So I used to just buy them and bring them home and find a place to set them, but I've gotten really good at asking myself, why am I buying this item? And if I don't have a purpose for it right then, like a place I'm going to use it or a reason that I have to have it right then, then I don't buy it. So that's a really good question to be asking yourself. Why am I buying this item? And the fourth is, could I use my money in a different way? So if you have something you're saving up for, maybe a trip, you might wanna ask yourself, would this money be better served towards the trip I'd really like to go on with my family? Or something like that. So could I use my money in a different way? If you feel any amount of stress around money on a regular basis, basis, I really urge you to take a good hard look at how you view money and how you spend money. Simplifying your finances and learning how to hold on to more of your money will help you in every area of your life. It may feel like an uphill battle right now, but think of the relief you will feel when you are in control of your money rather than your money being in control of your life. 
one year from now, you're going to be so glad you took the baby steps you took today. So I want you to get started no matter how small that step is. Here's a few things that you could do today to help you get started on that path. The very first one is to track your spending. Now, there's going to be a lot of resistance to this idea for many of you. You might be listening to this thinking, oh, I'm not going to do that. No way is that going to help me. I don't have time for that. But stick with me for a minute. This might be the single best thing you can do to start making changes to your spending habits. Many of us think we know where our money goes, but you'd be surprised how much you are actually spending if you take the time to track everything you spend. So take the next seven days writing down every penny you spend and what you spend it on. Don't change your spending habits for this week. I think that if you are (laughs) writing down everything you spend, you're going to be more likely to say to yourself, oh, I'm not going to buy that. But try to keep everything as normal as possible because I really want this to be an honest look at what you spend, why you spend it, where you're spending your money. So try not to change your habits while you're doing this tracking. Just spend as you always would and be very honest with yourself. At the end of the week, give yourself some time to assess your spending. Are there areas you could eliminate or change? Try to make at least one change to your spending and apply that money to your savings instead, even if it's just $5. The second thing that you can do is to make saving automatic. So whether you have an extra $5 or an extra $200 to save each month, if you don't set it up automatically, you probably won't save the money. So take action right now. Set up an automatic transfer from your checking account into a savings account the moment your paycheck gets deposited. You can likely set this up online, but if you're not sure, go into your bank and they will get you all set up. Don't skip this step. You can start as small as you want, but once you have it set up, you won't even notice the money is gone. Try increasing the amount in $5 to $10 increments until you reach the amount you'd like to save each month. So if you start at $5 next month, if you haven't noticed too much of that money being gone, bump it to $10 and continue to increase it as much as you can while still making the payments you need to make. The third thing I want you to do is to align your spending with your values. If you did the first action step, this is going to be much easier. So if you already did the tracking your spending, you're going to be able to align your spending with your values so much easier. This means that you're going to be spending the money on the things that align with what you believe, where you want to go, and what helps create the life you want. To do this, you need to also eliminate spending on things that don't bring you any value or bring you closer to where you want to go. Take action. If you did the first action step, look at the spending you do and cross out items that aren't aligned with your values. For example, do you spend $20 on new clothes each month but don't need these clothes for anything that will bring you closer to living the life you want? Or could you drop eating out and instead focus on making healthier meals at home, both saving you money and bringing you closer to a healthier life if that's one of your values? If you are doing a lot of spending on things that bring you immediate satisfaction, but don't ultimately lead you to the life you want, you might have a little bit of work to do in this area. But take the time to do it because it will change the way you spend money and the way you think about money. 
Now, the fourth step to helping you get started with this is just to make one change. Think about the low-hanging fruit. Now, I often talk about low-hanging fruit when we're talking about getting rid of physical clutter in your life, but you can do this with, with your spending as well. You don't have to make drastic changes right away. If it feels too overwhelming, choose one action step to start with. Find a low-hanging fruit that you can get done now without too much pain. Making one small change will not only get the ball rolling, but it will also make a bigger difference to your savings than you realize. So take action today. Find one thing that you can change without feeling anything negative from making that change. This could be as simple as automatically transferring $5 to your savings every month before you have the chance to spend it. Before moving on from this, decide on your one small change and then make it happen. Saving doesn't have to be scary or overwhelming. It's the little changes over a long period of time that really make the difference. And it's okay to start small, but don't make the mistake that most people make and not start at all. Be honest with yourself about your finances and spending habits, and then start making the necessary changes to get where you want to go. If you don't do it, no one else will. Now, I think the thing people have trouble with when it comes to looking at their finances and tracking their spending is that they don't really want to know what's going on because it's hard to look at. The truth really hurts sometimes. But if you don't do that step, you're never going to make any changes or know which changes to make that are really going to make a difference. So take your action steps today. Get started by tracking your spending, by making one change, by making your savings automatic, and by aligning your savings or your spending, sorry, by aligning your spending with your values. And you'll be on your way. Now, if you want to make this process super easy, I've created a fill in the blank template for you, and you can download it for free at athomewithkids.com forward slash episode It'll walk you through this whole process and help you get on your way to saving more money and changing your spending habits. Okay, that's it for this episode. Make sure to visit the show notes at athomewithkids.com forward slash episode eight and download that free fill in the blank template for you to get started with your spending. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.